0: Alrighty guys, what is going on? Hope you're doing super well. Hope you're doing amazing. It is a sunny Friday here in Northern Virginia. It's pretty good couple days in a row. We had some rain, but uh, actually I had to drive to the gym. Normally I walk to the gym. I had to drive to the gym because it was raining pretty bad. I didn't feel like walking in the in the rain. But uh, but no, it, it's been good here. Um, so funny story about my passport. Quick update on that, and then we'll get into the training. We'll get into the fitness FAQ. Um, So I think it was today's Friday, I'm recording this. And then so it was yesterday, Thursday, Um, I checked my passport online, as I do damn near every single day. And it still said in process. And I was like, of course it does, like, whatever. So I got an email, I checked my email, and I got an email from the passport agency. And I was like, Oh, sweet, like, they're gonna tell me like, it's they they accepted it, it's at least going through like, perfect. I got an email and it said, your application is in process. I'm like, What the fuck is this? (laughs) Like, why are you telling me this? I've known that for the past six months now. Like, thank you. I really appreciate that. Like, the audacity to send me that email. I was like, whatever. Fuck these people. So it was funny, like, you know, the the day went on or whatever. And like, before I went to bed, I checked my phone and I was like, I don't know why. Let me check it one more time. So I checked my email and I got another email from them. And I was like, what are they, what is this? So they, they sent an email and they're like, oh, you know, our mistakes, we meant to say your application was approved and we shipped it, it should be there in you know six business days. I'm like, let's go. It was like, it was so crazy because I was like, why would they email me with no update? Like, there, why would you email me? It's still in the process. I know that, I'm very aware of that, but uh, but yes, yeah, so now I'm hopefully gonna have my passport here soon and hopefully we'll get to take the vacation I've been looking to take. Um, again, going to trying to go to Turks and Caicos, hopefully, uh, the resort I'm staying at, supposed to be staying at is going to be open hopefully it's supposed to reopen on october 15th but it was supposed to reopen on july 22nd and on like august 1st or something so neither one of those two happened. they keep pushing it back so who knows but at least i have it if i don't go there i'll I'll go somewhere else so uh that's that's the quick update on the on the life of eric over here some some pretty hard struggles i'm going through um so so yeah um today's podcast let's get into it um this podcast, it started out. I was going to do a QA from my Instagram, which I'm still gonna do. I'm gonna include those questions, but I wanted to make it basically a fitness, frequently asked questions. And honestly, I want to make this because of two reasons. One, it can be a pillar of like if if people are new to content to my content, or or if uh, you know, if, if somebody's just something across me, hopefully they, they find this episode. They can they can listen to this episode and and just the most frequently asked questions I get as a fitness coach but second, like this is honestly for you because so many times I have people come to me and say, well, what should I tell my husband about this? Or what should I tell my sister about that? And like, they're all again, like the most frequently asked questions. So I'm making this because one, it can benefit me, but also two, like if you want to help people, it can benefit you as well, because I'm going to cover things like how to get rid of love handles. I'm going to cover things like, you know, just the most common FAQ. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to dive right in. So, uh, if you do enjoy this episode, feel free to shoot me a, a message or feel free to leave a comment in the section of iTunes below here or whatever. Um, so that way, I can know if you know I can do more questions like this or more episodes like this. So uh, yeah, so let's dive in. Um, how many calories are you supposed to eat to lose weight? That can be the first one because that is the most, <laughs> the most common one I get. Um, how many calories should you eat to lose weight? So. I'm actually going to make an entire YouTube video on this, and I'll I'll put my YouTube here in in the show notes below. But um, the very very quick and simple of it is you should take your goal body weight and multiply it between 10 and 12. And your goal body weight – if you weigh 250 right now, do not make your goal body weight 130. Please don't do that. Make your goal body weight something relatively achievable, something relatively close. So if you weigh 250, for example, put your goal body weight as – 210, you know, 215, something like that, where you, it's it's 30, you know, it's a good 20, 30, 40 pounds, but it's not 120 pounds less or 150 pounds less because that's just not, for this equation and for a- anything really, it's not going to work because your calories are going to be so low, you won't be able to stick to it, so you won't see results. But how many calories to eat for fat loss, take your goal body weight and multiply it between 10 and 12. That's how many calories you should be eating to lose weight. Beyond that, very quick side note to this, If you don't want to count your calories and and you're new and you you want to start making nutritional changes, you want to start losing weight, you want to start seeing results, but like maybe calorie counting is not an option for you or you're just not ready for that yet. What I would do is write down every single thing you put into your mouth on a piece of paper, write it down. You don't have to count calories, you don't do anything else. Just write down every single thing you put into your mouth. If you are new to this whole weight loss journey, or, or honestly, if you're not, if you just do this in general you are going to see massive results, I promise you, you're you're going to see massive change, so those are my two my two thoughts there on how many calories to eat, but also like a kind of side note to that, write down every single thing you put into your mouth, and I guarantee you will see results, so moving on from that, that's the first question, the next one is, um, and, and this is kind of going to follow a kind of like nutrition first, and then um, like an exercise portion after that, so the first couple questions will be nutrition, the next couple of questions will be exercise, so the next one I'm going to get is, is starvation mode real? Is 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 the fact or is, is the, the fallacy of you eating too many calories and you won't lose weight? Is that real? And every single time I answer this question, I give this example. The kids you see on the commercials that are starving, the people in the Holocaust, people who are actually starving, are any of them ever overweight? any of them. Were people in the Holocaust overweight? Are the kids you see on the TV commercials, are those kids overweight because they're actually starving? Like they actually don't have food. They're not fortunate like you and I, they actually cannot eat. Are any of those people ever overweight? No? Then that's your answer to, am I eating too little and that's why I'm not losing weight? Starvation mode is not a real thing. What is a real thing is starvation mode because of You can't be consistent with your calories because you're eating too little. That's a real thing. And that's where am I eating too little calories and not losing weight? Is that why? It may be why, but it's not because of what you think. It's not because of starvation mode. It's the fact that you are trying to eat so little calories that you cannot be consistent enough with it to see results. You know, if you're trying to eat 1200 calories and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you do that. But then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're like, fuck this. I it's the weekend. I'm going to go out to eat. I'm not going to track food. I'm going to have a cheat meal, whatever it is. That is not being consistent. If, if, if you are not, if there's 31 days in a month, if you are not being at the very least 80% consistent. So that means around 25 days. If you are not hitting your calories, 25 out of 31 days, you are not being consistent enough and you will not lose weight. So it. this is very hard for a lot of people to kind of swallow and, and be very honest and objective with themselves about. You need to get really, really serious about if you're actually hitting your calories, if you're actually being consistent, enough. that's the number one thing I see is people think that They're not losing weight because they're eating too many calories, but they're just not being consistent. And sometimes it's not even to the fault of you because like – the bites and snacks throughout the day you don't realize you know you 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 don't you don't realize how much it adds up on the weekends here and there or on a random tuesday where you go out to eat with your to, to, with your family to dinner and you go over your calories like all that adds up so that's why again like i love just getting a calendar getting a physical calendar and like writing down a red x if you hit your calories and give yourself a black circle if you did not hit your calories at the end of the month you're going to see red x's and black circles and be like either i was consistent enough and that's why i lost weight or i wasn't consistent enough and that's why i didn't lose weight so that's my thoughts on starvation mode and what that whole like eating too little to lose weight is um on top of that that's why i said that's why i had this question follow up to how many calories to eat use that calorie equation to figure out how many calories you should be eating for weight loss right so that is the second question there um the third question is (laughs) something that is just always so fun in the comments of my tiktoks um Does sugar or carbs make you fat? Does eating a cookie make you fat? Is it bad for you? Are carbs bad for you? And the answer is no. The only way to gain fat is to be in a calorie surplus. That is the only way you are going to gain body fat. What is a calorie surplus? A calorie surplus is eating more calories than what your body burns. If you want to figure out how many calories your body burns – Refer back to the first question I answered with how many calories you should eat. It's I can give you equations. I can give you like this is what you can do. If you simply follow the equation I gave above with how many calories to eat for weight loss, you are going to see weight loss. You're going to see results. So, does sugar make you fat? People they love to argue this because there, there's there's a couple different arguments they try to use. The first and foremost I hear and all the time and like I have such a fun time. I have such a fun time in this in my TikTok because people are just, and I'm not trying to be mean, but they're just not educated. Like they come at me thinking they are educated on things because they read one Google article, but they don't actually know. So, like, the first argument is well, sugar spikes your insulin, and insulin is a fat storing hormone. And, like, I don't, <laughs> that in itself just shows me the type of people that, like, you know, you're following or you're kind of looking at, but. I throw these things at them. The first one I always say is, hey, did you know that protein spikes your insulin as well? And they're like, either, either they don't respond because they have no clue what I'm even talking about, or they respond and say, yeah, but it's not as high as sugar. And I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? You, you just told me if you spike your insulin, you gain weight. So that means you can't eat protein and you can't eat carbs. Okay, cool. Only eat fat. Wait, don't, don't eat fat because fat's going to make you fat but wait, you can't eat protein, carbs, and fats, so now you're going to go into starvation mode because you're eating too little and you won't lose weight either. Like, do you see what's going on here? Like, it's just this one big loop. If you're eating in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. The The spike from, sh- the, the insulin spike from sugar does not make you fat. The only way you are going to gain fat is to eat in a calorie surplus. So that's my kind of rebuttal to that. I also go to, okay, cool, let's, let's just say that Spiking your insulin did make you store fat, and that that is what made you store fat. If I ate one apple in a day, that's all I ate, nothing else. I did that for a month straight. Am I going to gain weight or lose weight? Because the apple has sugar in it, and if you eat sugar, which spikes your insulin, you're going to gain weight, right? No, 100% wrong. And and again, like when I ask people this, they're like they they either don't respond because they're like, oh shit, this guy just got me, but or they say. you're an asshole. I mean like processed sugar. Okay, cool. Fine. Like I, if I ate one Twinkie in a day, that's all I ate for 31 days, I would gain fat. No, because sugar doesn't inherently make you fat. The reason that people say sugar makes you fat beyond the stupidity of insulin spike and fat gain, it's not true is when you eat sugar, you're normally eating more calories. It's it's easier to eat more calories when you have a diet high in sugar because you just keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. That may be true, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's not the sugar that's making you fat. It's it's not inherently the sugar, it's the fact you're eating too many calories. You can certainly have sugar in moderation and lose fat, just like anything else in life. And that's why like if you're on this journey, anything said in extremes is probably not the correct thing. And it's probably not something you want to follow, like cutting out entire food groups, like cutting out sugar, like doing these insane things that are 110% totally unnecessary. Um, so that's my thing as far as sugar and carbs make you fat. Again, like the, the last thing is people try to say, well, carbs aren't essential. Like, cool. Let's, let's just say they aren't. First and foremost, you're your brain's main source of fuel is glucose, which is a form of a sugar, which is what you get from carbohydrates. So like that's why a lot of people that do keto, they like they have brain fog, they feel like shit, they have low energy because they're cutting out the main source of fuel to their brain. But beyond that, let's just say that yeah, eventually your your body's going to make some glucose somehow because your your brain has to get energy. Okay, cool. Carbs aren't essential. So what? They're fucking amazing. (laughs) They're they're amazing for their good foods. They're amazing for giving you energy. They're amazing for workout performance. I mean, I eat damn near ten cups of white rice a day. I have great workouts. I'm not obese. Like it's fine, I promise. So that's my thoughts on the sugar carbs make you fat. Moving right along now, this is one that it's kind of a mix between the workouts and the diet, but I get this all the time. What's the best way to get rid of love handles or what's the best way to uh, decrease fat, the, the under fat belly poucher or, or whatever, whatever people call it. Um, it's my same response every single time. There is no way, shape or form, you're going to spot reduce an area on your body to lose weight. You cannot spot reduce fat on your body and lose weight through an exercise, through a diet, through a pill, through a drink. It is not going to happen. Now, Over time, if you are in a calorie deficit, you will lose body fat. That's how you—that's how you lose the fat in that area. You lose overall body fat. Your your body cannot pick. It's you can't pick and choose where you lose fat. Your body is going to lose fat when it chooses and where it chooses. You have no say. And for everyone, this is different. Some people lose weight in their stomach first. Some people lose weight in their glutes. Some people lose weight in their arms. Like it. It's different for everybody. Instead of worrying about how to target that area, A, just being a calorie deficit, you're going to lose body fat and that, that area will go down. But also B, like focus on strength training, focus on building muscle, focus on things that are positive for you. All the, the, A lot of this fitness journey, this weight loss journey in particular, it's so centered around the things you don't like about your body, the things you want to change. And, and while I understand, I'm not saying that's inherently bad – there's not enough focus, I think, on the the content around building your body up, building a body you want. That's why it's called bodybuilding. You build a body you want. And that's done through your exercise and your diet. So instead of focusing on, wow, I can't do this, like that's all you're focusing on. Start focusing on lifting heavy weights. Start focusing on your progress pictures and what you are doing good. Start focusing on building muscle, your your arm definition or, or your or your leg definition, your leg muscles. Focus on things that are positive for you because if you're always focusing on, I can't get rid of this last area or you know X, Y, or Z, whatever it is, that is going to burn you out because a lot of this journey is mental. A lot of this journey is you day after day counting calories, you day after day eating, you day after day being on a weight loss journey and being so focused on weight loss. It's taxing on your brain. It's a lot of mental energy. Dieting is, is a lot of mental energy. So what I think is start focusing on things you're doing well. Start focusing on things you like about yourself. Start start lifting heavier weights. That's why I love strength training so much, honestly, because you can focus on just building your body up, getting stronger, doing more reps, feeling more confident, feeling stronger, having more energy. So that's my two cents there. But again, the, the best way to get rid of love handles or under pouch, belly, fat, whatever it is, uh, be in a calorie deficit for a long period of time. There's anyone who tells you, do this ab workout or do that ab workout? It's gonna help you. It, it's not. Sorry, I, I wish it was. It would it would make my job a lot easier, but it it's not. So uh, sorry for that. Um, so moving right along, the next one is what are my thoughts on keto and fasting? And I picked these two just because I get this question the most all the time. Um, my thoughts on keto. It's 100% unnecessary to lose weight, and honestly, I very much dislike it. I I especially dislike it for people who want to perform well. Because if you cut out like I talked about earlier, if you cut out all your carbohydrates, you're cutting out the main source of fuel for your brain, for your workouts, for everything. If you cut that out, you're gonna perform like shit. Your workouts are gonna suck. You're not gonna build the you're not gonna build muscle like you would. Like your performance is going to drop down. So for people who want to exercise regularly and people who want to do good with their exercise, I think it's just plain stupid. And beyond that, it's totally for 99% of people, 100% unsustainable. Like, who wants to cut out carbs every day for the rest of their life? Like, I mean, if you want to do that, cool, like, go ahead. I don't have a problem with that. But I don't think many people want to do that because they want to go out and enjoy food with their family. They want to go out and enjoy drinks and food with their family. Like they want to actually live a normal life. Most people who are looking to lose some body fat are not looking to step on a bodybuilding stage as their career. If that's what you want to do, that's different, but like and even then the bodybuilders don't do keto, but I'm just saying like that that level of restriction. So I think it's you're you're missing out on a bunch of nutrients as well. Carbs can vastly help your hormonal profile as well. So like you're missing out on your hormones. Like there's just – the negatives vastly outweigh the positives. And it it leads people down a very – a bad cycle of they do keto, they lose a bunch of weight, they gain it back because whatever you do to get the results, you're going to have to do to sustain the results. So if you can't sustain doing keto, you're never going to sustain the results. So they lose weight. And then they gain it back, and then they think, "Wow, something's wrong with me. I suck. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not motivated. I'm lazy. I'm not disciplined." No, like you probably are. It's just that shit's stupid. You don't have to. That that's that diet is the problem, not you. And I go back to this all the time. Keto was—it's it, not made for you. It's just some random diet you're trying to follow. It doesn't take into consideration your favorite foods. It doesn't take into consideration your lifestyle. It doesn't take into, into consideration your workouts. It, it, not, it doesn't matter. They don't like the whoever created keto. They don't care about you and your lifestyle. They're just like do this diet to lose weight. Cool, but what if it doesn't work for you? What then? So, that's one of my biggest gripes too. Is it leads people down a a, a wrong path of. Thinking negatively about themselves and having bad, having low self efficacy and thinking they can't do something. Like, if you gain, if you lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, you're going to then think, wow, I can't do this. I can't, I can't lose weight. When in reality, you can. It's just you're following a stupid ass diet. Don't do that. Um, so, that's my thoughts on keto. Fasting, I mean, again, like, some people love it. Some people do terrible with it. Some people like, you know, only eating a certain time. Some people don't. Again, like, for athletes, I don't really love it because I'd rather you get that muscle protein synthesis every three to five hours. Um, I'd rather you get car like a, a good steady state of carbs. Um, but I mean, you know, if you like not eating breakfast and you like eat, like finishing your day earlier with food eating, like I, it, it, this one's not as like as I, I don't have as much animosity towards. But again, it's not it's not necessary. To lose weight and I hope you're seeing that because the only thing that's necessary to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit that that is all you have to do to lose weight it doesn't matter what time you eat it doesn't matter if you don't eat carbs or eat carbs it none of that matters all of these diets anyway keto puts you in a calorie deficit because it cuts out carbs which is a lot of fucking calories fasting puts you in a calorie deficit because it cuts out certain time windows you can eat so if you can't eat you, if you can only eat for eight hours for some people that helps you get into a calorie deficit. On the flip side, for some people, that leads to massive binges because when they eat, they just eat fucking everything. So they're like, oh, well, I can only eat for eight hours or four hours, so I'm just going to eat everything. Cool, that's fine, but you are you still can be in a calorie surplus in a four-hour window. Like, don't get it twisted. So, I mean, my thoughts on that are, again, it's just – it's not necessary. Like, if you like it, I know plenty of people who do it and like it. Cool, like keep going, but it's, it's not necessary. Um, So – That's my thoughts there. Um, So moving into the training side of things now a bit. um, And again, if you've been enjoying this, please feel free to let me know so I can do more kind of podcasts like this. Um, But moving more into the training side of things, number one question I get is what to do to work around knee pain. Because so many people have knee pain, whether from running, whether from sports, whether from whatever it is. The first thing I'll say is you should be doing – you still should be training legs. Like 100%. You should still be training legs. Focus in the beginning, focus on things like deadlifts, things like cable pull-throughs, Romanian deadlifts, um, hamstring curls, glute bridges, hip thrusts, things that aren't so knee-dominant, and they work more of your posterior chain, so more of like your glutes and your hamstrings. That will help you gain strength around that knee and gain stability around that knee. A perfect example of this is my girl Karen. I know she's going to listen to this. Karen, what's going on? Um, she, this individual had very, very bad knee pain, like very bad. And when she started training with me, like that was one of her biggest concerns was she was like, well, I don't know if I can do it. Like my, my knees hurt. Like, I don't know if I can do these things. I don't know if I'll ever get back to the way I was. And uh, fast forward, shoot, what is it now? Probably a year and a half. She's doing squats low squats getting low in her squats doing bulgarian split squats doing lunges like doing everything fine she's like no knee pain doing one leg squats like she's fucking killing it um but so my my first thing would say do mainly posterior chain movements deadlifts cable pull throughs romanian deadlifts single leg deadlifts hip thrust those kind of things from there you can still train the, the squat movement pattern, but you're normally going to be doing it in a single leg fashion. So like things like a split squat, things like possibly a Bulgarian split squat, things like reverse lunge, things like step ups, possibly, um, more, more than likely is going to be like a single leg thing again, to build strength and stability around that knee. Um, and if you are going to squat, just making sure like maybe you do a box squat instead of a, instead of a back squat, or maybe you do a goblet squat instead of a barbell back squat. Um, so, just kind of making modifications for those exercises. Um, you should still be able to do them. It's just going to take some time to kind of figure out what is going to be good for you. Um, and, again, like I've had people who can do reverse lunges fine, but a barbell back squat fucks with them. That's so, okay, cool, I'm not going to do a barbell back squat. There's no point. It's not. You, you don't. There's no one exercise you have to do. There's just movement patterns that you should prioritize. So if you're doing a single leg Bulgarian split squat – that's still a squat variation. You don't have to do a barbell back squat. Um, so that's my thoughts there. And then I would say w- try to work your way back up to, like, doing the things that you want to do. Like, if you want to squat, like, you work your way back up to it. It's not it's not impossible. Again, like, you don't have to do certain movements. But if you really want to do, like, a front squat, like, cool. Like, work your way back up to it. Um, I mean, don't kill yourself to do it, but don't think that it's, like, this uh, – this 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 devil scent, like you can't do something anymore. If there's anybody who, who can attest to that, it's myself because I had this hip surgery and I thought, I, you know, they kind of told me, they're like, yeah, like you probably shouldn't be deadlifting heavy anymore. You probably shouldn't be squatting heavy anymore. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like deadlifting, I deadlifted 500 pounds a few weeks ago. All right, I'm sorry. I deadlifted 500 pounds a few weeks ago. I deadlifted, I think it was 475 for three sets of five. Uh, I was doing like 315, 335 squats. So like don't let that be something where it's like, Oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. Like focus on what you can do and then eventually build yourself back up. So, um, that's my thoughts there on knee pain. Um, the next one is how to set up your, your workout routine, your split. Um, I am going to link an article here in the show notes um, for two different things. I'm actually gonna link a video and an article. I'm gonna link my YouTube video. So um, I have a two part kind of series on YouTube as far as how to set up your workout routine and exactly what should be in your workout routine. So feel free to again, head to the link in the show notes below. You can go watch that on YouTube or just search Eric Roberts Fitness. Should be Eric Roberts on YouTube? One of those two things. Um, Just search me on YouTube, you probably should find it. Um, But mainly what you can do is I, every single one of my clients works out three to four days a week. Like I don't, and, and that's like strength training. So if you want to do cardio, like mainly the cardio my clients do is walking eight to 12,000 steps a day. Like that's, that's our cardio. That's what we do. I don't, for 99% of people, I don't put in specific cardio just cause I don't know. I don't really, I mean, for the average gen pop person. If you want to do cardio, cool, but like you don't need to do it because your your diet is going to be where you lose your fat, not through your exercise. Your exercise is meant to build your body up, so which we're going to get to later. Um, but but yeah, so cardio is just getting steps in, getting walks, you know, things like that. But um, I would do something like if you're doing three days a week, I would do Monday lower body, Wednesday upper body, Friday full body. So that, that's a three time a week strength training program. If you're doing four days a week, you can do. Lower body Monday, upper body Tuesday, Wednesday rest, lower body Thursday, upper body Friday, rest Saturday, Sunday. So something like that can work. Um, And then again, like if you want more in depth on this, I'm going to link my YouTube video here below and my article that I wrote below. Um, You guys can go check that out and and feel free to feel free to watch that and then ask me questions on that. But uh, that's that's the main gist of that. You don't need to be working out six, seven days a week. It's just not necessary. And it's probably going to be more harmful for you than good. So I wouldn't recommend it. Um, so that's my thoughts there. Um, next one is what's the and I kind of touched on this, but what's the best cardio for fat loss? And again, if you've been listening to the entire podcast, you'll probably know what I'm going to say. Um, the best cardio for fat loss is plate pushes. Push the plate away from you and eat less food. Um, but but in all seriousness, again, like it doesn't matter. Like fasted cardio is not better. Hit cardio is not better. You know, th- there's no better. Eat in a calorie deficit because it takes you 50 minutes to burn 500 calories. It takes you five minutes to eat 500 calories. So you trying to do cardio to lose weight is going to be futile. It's never going to work. Focus your attention on your food rather than trying to burn the most calories in your exercise. Your exercise should not be centered around burning the most calories and doing all this cardio. Cardio is fine. It's great for your heart health. It's great for mental health. Like, it, it's fine. I'm not saying don't do it. What I am saying is if you're, if you're doing it for the sole purpose of losing weight, you are going to lose. That's never going to work. So best cardio for fat loss. Again, I, I actually did a YouTube video on this too, short short one. But um, th- there is none. Make nutritional changes, and that's how you're going to lose fat. Your cardio is just – again, it's for your heart health. It's to build up your heart health. It's to build up your endurance. It's to build your body up. That's what exercise is for, building your body up. So – that is my – oh, just nailed my mic. Sorry. That is my thoughts there. Um, last one for today is going to be what's the best workout routine for somebody who works a desk job? And <clears throat> this is a, a bit twofold, but I mean a bit – not twofold, like tenfold. But uh, I'll try to give my thoughts here as best I can. Um, the first thing I'll say is, again, just getting up and getting steps. That's, that's the most important thing. And this is myself too because now I work – behind my computer all day long. I don't I don't train in person, so I work behind my computer. So getting up and getting steps throughout the day is massively beneficial for you. And again, if you're looking to just live a healthy lifestyle, that's going to be one of the best things you can do. That your, your, your health is going to be vastly improved if you can walk 12,000 steps a day. That That's just the bottom line. It's going to help. It's going to help with weight loss. It's going to help with heart health. It's going to help with everything. So getting up and getting steps. I did a whole podcast on um, – how to lose weight with a desk job, feel free to go back and, and, and listen to that. Um, I, I've actually had really, really good feedback from that episode, so uh, feel free to go back and listen to that. But beyond that, my first thing with somebody who works a desk job is work on your glutes and work on your upper back. Because when you're at a desk, your shoulders are rounded forward. When you're at a desk, you're sitting all day, so your glutes get no work and your hip flexors get super tight. So I automatically go to things like, you know, band pull aparts. So if you want to do like if you put your arms out in front of you and you had a resistance band in your hands, pull the band apart and squeeze your upper back. I work on things like face pulls. So again, if you had that same band, you pull it to your or if you have a cable, you pull your hands to your nose, squeeze your upper back, like anything working your upper back to kind of help that kind of rounded position. And it's not necessarily that the the post the posture is quote unquote bad, but Again, that's my first go-to for anybody who works a desk job. Um, And then, again, beyond that, working on glutes, working on things like glute bridges, hip thrust, single leg deadlifts, deadlifts, like anything that works, again, the posterior chain because your hip flexors get super tight because if you bring your knee to your chest, that's hip flexion. So if you're sitting all day, you're in constant hip flexion. So your hip flexors get super tight and all the muscles around your hip get super tight, whereas your glutes on the back of your hips, they're they're stretched out all day, but they're not getting used. So your hip flexors get tight, your glutes get turned off because they never get used, and that causes back pain, knee pain, hip pain, all kinds of pain. So the two, the two things I would say, three things I would say is steps, get eight, 12,000 steps, work on your upper back routine, work on strengthening your upper back. And then from there, um, also, I'm sorry, on things like upper back, like rows too, rows, chin-ups, lat pull-downs, stuff like that. Sorry, I didn't say that. Um, and then, again, beyond that, working your glutes, working hip thrusts, working deadlifts, working Romanian deadlifts, working cable pull-throughs, um, working the posterior chain of your body. So, um, yeah, that's kind of it, guys. Um, I'm about 32 minutes in. Um, so, those are the questions I have covered for today. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a comment. Please feel free to shoot me a message. Please please feel free to let me know. Um, that way I can do more. And again, if you have a question you want covered on the podcast, put it in the comments below. Shoot me a message. Do whatever you do. And I will try to answer it on the podcast when I do Q&As on the podcast. So guys, thank you so much. If you are new listening to this, I hope you got some value. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have a question, do not hesitate to reach out to me. I would love to help you. All right. We will talk soon. Thank you.